Welcome back, everybody. This is episode 36 of the Next Generation of Superstars podcast. We're very grateful to have Jose Terrace here, who is the kicker at Central State University. He's originally from Atlanta, Georgia, um, and we're very glad to have you on the show today, man. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. So kind of tell all of us how you um, you know, really got into the sport of football, You know, how you really found your passion from growing up. You know, growing up, I never really held or kicked a football at all. I was really always just a, a soccer superstar, I guess you could say, coming from a Hispanic, uh, Mexican household family. You know, football is not really introduced like that. So for me, it was always soccer, soccer, soccer since day one. Getting into my freshman year, um, I remember one of my buddies, he's still a close friend of mine. He introduced me to the sport and said, hey, do you want to come out and play play football for a, a high school team? I was like, not really. You know, I'm sticking to the, to my game. But, you know, I gave it a shot. I was pretty successful my freshman and sophomore year. But I think when I clicked in, when I really had my passion for football was my junior year. You know, going into a junior year, you start seeing that big boy playing time. And then I get hurt going into the playoffs. So the biggest thing for me was how I was going to bounce back and how I was going to attack the, the next season going into my senior year. You know, I started seeing my friends get offers and all like big offers, some, right. whether it was big or small, you know, you want one at the end of the day. So yeah. I remember my coach telling me, you know, just how bad do you want it? And I, I think that's when it clicked in, you know, I found my passion for the sport. I found the love for the sport, the, the late nights at the gym, early mornings in the field, all summer workouts, you know, that's really when it clicked in. The therapy sessions were crazy. Once I tore my uh, MCL and my meniscus. So, yeah, that's when I found my passion for sure. That's awesome. And kind of like talk more about how you really, you know, came back from that injury, right? And then you found that motivation, um, you know, from your coaches, but really, you know, just the setback of having an injury. And I think a lot of athletes can relate to that. Um, where did you really find that motivation to come back stronger and really, you know, be able to take your game to the next level? I could say it was an aspect of the fact most kickers don't suffer those type of injuries, you know, like right. meniscus or MCL. So my injury was a, it was, I seen it more as a minor injury. Like it was pretty, pretty bad, you know, especially being the kicking leg. Um, right. I lost mobility. I lost flexibility. I lost strength. I lost like a, a lot of muscle in my leg. Um, so really when I say the passion really came in, I mean, it, it truly did come in when I was going through it. Like we have this thing called where I live PT solutions. They do a lot of rehab and therapy for all athletes. Um, I remember those, those days I couldn't, I really couldn't bend my knees. Uh, I I had one of my cousins always drive me to my uh, therapy sessions. You know, my parents always being at work trying to provide for me. So he always helped me out. Um, he's seen the struggles, you know, I, I would cry in there cause it, it hurts. It hurts. Yeah. And, yeah. um, that was really it, man. I had to come out and work my way back up. It felt like I really started, I had to learn how to play football again. It really felt yeah. like that. So yeah, really passion came in hundred percent. And, and it all pays off, right. You know, you see that there's so many you know professional athletes that have had those injuries and setbacks and they can come back stronger, um, and really make that difference that you're doing right now. Um, has there been, Besides your coaches that you've had in high school, has there been other mentors or people that have been, you know, played a huge role um, in, in really helping you sharpen your craft in the game? Of course, um, Coach Blankmanship. I don't know if you know him. He's a, his son is Rodrigo Blankmanship. He's a former UGA yep. kicker. 
um, from my state and state of Georgia. Yeah, he really got with me one time. My high school coach helped me get in contact with him, Coach Arnstein. He helped me get in contact with Mr. Blankmanship. And every summer when I come back home or before I even started, before I even went off to uh, college and took my first college snap, he was there for me. He was he was the one recording. He was the one telling me everything. You know, he was never awesome. a kicker. He was never a punter, he said. Kicking is all about physics. It's all physics, he said. How back, how bad your leg can bend and how your knee can swing, your foot follow through. Everything is physics when it comes to kicking. And that's the beauty of it, for real. He taught me what nobody ever taught me when I was supposed to get taught that first, I felt. So meeting him was very, like, high standard for me. And then, obviously, when I was still in high school, his son was in college. And recently, right. he went to the NFL. Yep. So even now we can we get back together and we we both be kicking it back at home. That's uh, awesome. He teaches me. I he learns from me. He says he learns from me as well. New things. I don't know if it's true, but hey, I'll take it. I love it. I but, love it, man. Uh, those are two important uh, factors in my life that I can say for sure. They're they're great people. They're great mentors, and I could always carry them with me for sure. Hundred percent, hundred percent. And Jose, you know, kind of going off that, has there been any you know particular players in the NFL right now, you know, whether they are a kicker or a punter or a different position that you kind of look at as, as someone that's a role model to you um, that you kind of want to model your game after? Um, I wouldn't say I want to model my game after anyone for real because I always want to be the standard and the and right. the people who, you know, want to be – I, I want to be like him, I, you know. Right. But I could for sure say 100% Rodrigo Blankmanship, like I just mentioned, he's been a real mentor. He's been the, the person who – who I look up to when it comes to kicking. However, I want, I hope one day when people see this, they could say the same thing about me for sure though. hundred percent. I love it, man. I love it. And kind of just going um, a little bit further of just, you know, I think sports teach everyone so many life lessons and skills that you can kind of translate to other aspects of your life. You know, has there been a few that stick out to you that you've learned, um, you know, that's kind of helped you as, as you kind of continue to grow in, in the game of football? Of course, you know, uh, my freshman year, my first like freshman, freshman year, right off the back in college, um, I was going pretty decent, solid for a true freshman, you know, playing in big games, O-State, playing in that stadium. Yeah, Every, everything was amazing, you know, but going towards the, the middle end of the season, uh, I got hit pretty hard um, in my like chest area where I had a heart condition. Oh, wow. That's not yeah. Nice. Yeah, it was it was pretty bad for me. So I had to miss out the last three games of my season. Um, you know, it was pretty hard for me. You know, we we didn't make it to playoffs. We ended up, you know, we we weren't scoring with our with the feet, uh, the leg, the kicking legs. So right. to me, it was really like uh, it was devastating. But at the end of the day, I overall that I took was that you know, football can really be taken away any moment in life. But it, it all depends how you once again how you're gonna bounce back, how you're gonna attack the. The field again how you're going to attack that mental health again because it's so much more that comes to it but at the end of the day you know you, you got to do what you got to do to stay at the top 100 yeah. and everything's good with you though with your with your chest and heart and all that oh, stuff. yeah yeah everything's good i had to get I, cut. I had to get back on it like i said yeah yeah no and i think the perseverance and, and really the you know the termination the hustle the mindset everything it's just it's so huge and you know what's kind of helped you and your teammates you know the most with the mental health component um, and how you really go about that. Cause like you guys, you know, being an athlete, you have to train physically, you know, all the time, but also the mental aspect is so important, especially when you have, you know, you're in a away game, you have all those fans that are, you know, booing you and all that kind of stuff. 
how do you really get in your own zone and then focus on your mental health? You know, I like to do that really before the season even starts. I like to prepare myself with ahead of time mentally and physically. I like to tell myself, you know, you're the only one out there. Forget the fans, forget anybody else. I practice that even now when I'm on the field by myself. I put myself in three, two, one scenarios, kick the ball before the time's up. I run from sideline to the ball and like I'm on game time scenario. You know, I put myself in in these scenarios that once game time comes, it's nothing new to me. You know, it it almost feels like I had already lived that moment in a way. So, you know, at the end of the day, I don't really feel the pressure as I used to anymore. But for sure, for sure, when it comes to the mental health aspect, I feel like I really, truly do uh, prepare myself. So I don't like you said, you're always going to hear the booze if you miss a kick. You know, nobody's perfect. I didn't miss some stuff. I, I've right. heard some some booze, some that's all you do. That's that's like, come on, you can do better. You know, right. I've heard right. I've heard critiques, I heard people yell things out from the stands. Um, and it's the crazy thing, it can it can come from your own school as well. Yeah, those type of things. Um, so at the end of the day, you just gotta block those things out and continue to move forward. That's that's all it is to it. That's awesome. Yeah. And you're absolutely right. And also when you look at it, it's like, you're the one that's actually on the field, right? Everyone else is a spectator, the fans, but you, you know, you're the one actually doing it. So it's like, you have to put that in perspective that it's like, you know, you have your teammates, your coaches, everyone else, your support system there. So, and that, and that really helps you as you continue to strengthen that, that muscle of that mental aspect. Um, you know, has there been any career moments that you kind of look back and reflect on and saying, you know, that was just an awesome moment to just be able to to have that right. As, as you being, you know, a kicker and a punter and, you know, for central state or even in the high school level, has there been anything that you kind of look back on and, and just really appreciate, you know, sharing that moment? Of course. Yeah. I think I have two. I would like to share with you, man. Um, early in the year before I had a uh, guy hurt, I remember playing against a top ranked, the number two uh, ranked school in the, in our, like, region wise you know it was Grayson high school I was a junior so it was a scrimmage it wasn't even a for real game but it was a scrimmage you know coaches want to try new things they want to see how good you are so they set me up for a 55 yard field goal um right off the back you know I didn't practice this I'm only a junior I'm up there now but I didn't think I had that in me in a game you know I, I all I seen was the snap the, the hold and the kick and I just kicked it followed through and you know it was good that's we were awesome. losing, but it, it was an amazing moment for me, you know. That's awesome. After, after that, I just felt like I had so much potential to grow for myself. You know, obviously the injury happened, and I feel like because of that moment, that's what helped me be determined and dis- self-disciplined for myself. However, um, in college-wise, I want to say last season when we played Kentucky State, you know, it was such a close game. That's our rivalry when it comes to HBCU schools. That's our rivalry, mm-hmm. so you're always hearing chatter, chatter, chatter. Um so honestly, it just plays out like it did in my high school, you know, except that we were we were tied about to go tied going into halftime. Um, they call in, they call me in for a field goal. We're up, we're up, uh going into halftime. And towards the end, we just need one point. That's all we need, one point. And I mean, there goes me and just do what I gotta do, like that mental, that physical health, yep. everything is in there. And I took care of my business at the end of the day. So that's a moment, you know, that's the first moment uh, college career wise that I, I will take for myself for granted for sure. That's incredible, man. And then uh, Jose, I think just be able to have those type of accomplishments and continue to build off that. And it's just, it's, you put it in perspective. It's just, it, it's something that you'll always be grateful for um, and, and be able to, to share that um, those experiences. 
And you know, I think another big aspect is the community giving back, right? You know, you see the youth and the kids that look up to you as just being a football player that they want to, you know, look up to you as a role model. They want to, you know, see what you do even off the field and, and really look up to you as someone that can give them that good advice. How do you go about, you know, giving back to the youth and the kids and everyone else that kind of looks up to you as, as a student athlete? You know, I look at that very serious. You know, as much as I want to give back to, you know, my original hometown, Atlanta, Georgia, it's kind of hard when you're not here most of the time of the year. However, um, recently when we started our second semester here going into this year, earlier, like around January, I came up with an idea with my fellow teammates. You know, I gathered a group of teammates, six offensive, six defensive players and two coaches to come tag along with me. Um I basically, it just played out, you know, I wanted to do something for the Ronald McDonald House of Charity Center in Columbus, Ohio, and I wanted to give back to them. I wanted to uh, provide goodie bags with snacks and a blanket for them. And we just went in there and talked to them. Uh, we, Our main goal at the end of the day was just to put a smile on their face, you know. The guys, a lot of the guys said, you know, they don't really want to go. They don't really want to do that type of stuff. But, you know, it'd it be the toughest guys that you realize you know, those are the guys that you, you know, they, they want to give back more. They want to do more kindness, right. things like that. You know, it was an amazing experience for us and for myself. You know, I didn't think I could pull it off considering, you know, the COVID restrictions still in up in Ohio. They still, they're, right. they're still pretty up there uh, strict with COVID. I got, uh, I remember calling like three different hospitals. They all said no to me. So I, it was pretty tough, pretty tough finding the right one. And I remember Ronald McDonald House of Charity. You know, they they took me in pretty well. They showed me, they gave me a tour. And the day that it came, the kids were really excited, you know. So that was pretty, that was pretty That's amazing. Awesome. That's yeah. awesome. And, and it's so, you know, incredible to be able to to do that type of, you know, experience for, for those kids, right? You know, they're they going to cherish that for the rest of their lives. And that type of impact, you know, it, it, all it takes is, like you said, you know, a few of your guys, your coaches to get together go and do that um, and, and really be able to, to give back, you know, to the kids at the Ronald McDonald house, you know, so I think, you know, charity is such an important aspect that we even see and we value here at Burst, you know, our partner platforms. And it, it's just, it's so big that, um, you know, small things can make such a big difference in someone else's life. Right. right. And I think that's, what's right. just so incredible. Um, you know, going off a little bit of you being a student athlete, you know, the NIL has been such a hot topic and, and, and really a huge moment of change in these past couple of years. Um, yeah. What was your initial reaction when you saw that you could really take full control of your own brand um, and really set yourself up for a strong foundation, uh, you know, for success, even after your playing days? You know, I think I think it's a, it's amazing. You know, I think what people are doing with the NILs, uh, well, mainly the uh, student athletes, I think it's it's really amazing, you know people are networking most importantly and they're communicating and they're using more resources and what they used to back then for uh, young student athletes. Of course, like I'm one of them. Um, I know a lot of my friends that, you know, they got the craziest NIL deals and it's, it's pretty amazing. And you ask them how they do it. A lot of people like to say, Oh, it's cause you know, the type of football player that he is, but I believe you don't always got to be the top guy football player to do it. If you know how to network and can contribute to the community and how to talk your, your stuff, honestly, to, to these people who are doing the NIL deals, then I believe anybody has a fair chance to get that crazy NIL deal with whoever, whoever, honestly. 100%. And, and kind of just for our audience, what's been the craziest NIL deal, even if it's someone that you don't know that you've heard of, you know, in, in this past, you know, almost two years now? Gatorade. Gatorade. Gatorade, yeah. 
Yeah. No, I mean, it's incredible just to see even like, you know, there's big companies, small companies, but, you know, I think the biggest thing that we see is that exactly to your point, Jose, you don't have to be that top athlete to go and get those different types in L deals. It's about networking. It's about building that actual relationship because that's going to help you down the road. Even when you're doing something that maybe it's not playing sports, maybe it's a different career, whatever path you take, it doesn't matter. It's about really creating your network, broadening your horizons, you know, going into the other industries that you have interest in and you want to dive into further. It's really just about taking full advantage of your personal brand and the amount of networks and connections you can have with different companies and founders and CEOs um, and, and, and so much more. It's just there's so much more besides the surface level of you have to be a top athlete and then you'll get all these NL deals. You can be the bottom of the totem pole and still be able to build your brand you know, in, in the right way. Correct. That's awesome, man. And so kind of What's what's kind of your big grand vision, you know, with your career, you know, as a student athlete right now, Central State University? You know, I'm majoring in psychology. Um, obviously, I want to think NFL, XFL, whatever pro football I can get into, you know, that's the ultimate goal. However, I feel like God has our setbacks and has our, our tunnel vision our own way. So if that's not for me, I'll be satisfied with it. You know, I have psychology as my major and I really want to work with uh, I have actually have a minor in sports management and my major is realistically uh, psychology. So I like to work with athletes as well with their mental health and the capacity of learning what's going on with them. You know, we don't really talk about. And I feel like nowadays we really just don't talk about athletes and their mental health, whether it's a uh, high school, college or even pro, uh, I feel like we're, that's something we're always going to need, someone to talk to, someone to mentor us, someone to, you know, just to lean on for the littlest things. And nowadays, into the, the, how the world is looking now, I just feel like that that's a, something we can we can truly rely on. And honestly, if I can make a big impact on any athlete, because I'm an athlete now, and I know how tough things can get, you know, with school, Absolutely. work, uh, you just have responsibilities. You have a life outside of football. And not everything is just football, you know, so right. things can just sometimes go downhill and all you need is someone to talk to. So if I could be that bigger person, that person in life and talk to an athlete while they're in their season, that, would, that could be great for me. I love it, man. I love it. And I think that's what a lot of, you know, not a lot, but just I see some people from the outside perspective, they don't realize that like, you know, being an athlete, like you're, you're more than just an athlete, right? You know, you are the, a human being just like everyone else. You have you know, emotions and feelings, and you can go through the same stuff that someone that's not an athlete can go through. And like you said, to your point, mental health needs to be talked about more. It needs to be recognized that, you know, there are resources, there's tools, there's people to go to that you can actually get help with. Um, and, and, I, and I think it's just so important for everyone to take their mental health as serious as they take their physical health and anything else, right? right. So um, I, I think you're, you're spot on with everything you said on that. Um, you know, kind of wrapping up here shortly, but you know, besides football, what are some of your other hobbies or passions that you do when you do have some free time on your hands besides your, your respective sport and academics and, and everything else? You know, I really like to hike. Back in Ohio, you know, it's not home, but right. I like to find, you'll find me, you'll always find me at this waterfall. And just uh, honestly, I don't want to say get my mental health right with it, but it takes me away from from everything else, it takes me away from football. It takes me away from school, and it just it just helps me relax. You know, here in the water, like just fall to the waterfall and just hike through them. It's like a little trail with mountains. It's That's it's awesome. amazing. I love to. I like to um, walk, run, lift weights, anything with that aspect. I can enjoy it for sure. 
I love it. That's awesome. That's awesome. And and Jose, wrapping up here, we always do this at the end of each episode. What would be three pieces of advice that you would give back to the next generation? You know, whether it's life lessons or skills that you've learned that you would give to them um, as, as they navigate through their own life journey. Uh, just never settle for less, for real. You know, you're you're never gonna satisfy yourself. And even if you think, even if you do. At the end of the day, you probably think you're done, but you're never really done. You always got to keep going. Not to mention, I think that being hungry all the time, being hungry, just 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 attacking it, just attacking it. Even when you're you're not feeling it, you know, we're going to have dark moments in our lives, but it's about how you finish, not how you start. Um, and really just just be yourself, be yourself and and. Things are going to get done. Things are going to go your way. Maybe they're not. But if you truly want them to go your way and you attack it once again, I promise you, you're going to be successful. I love it. That's awesome. And kind of just to recap everything you said, you know, never settle for less. You know, always keep striving to be better, you know, better version of yourself. Um, you said number two, to, to really just stay hungry. Um, and I, I think just that, you know, persistence and perseverance that you've spoke a lot about with your own journey um, really can help a lot of other people that just keep going and, and pushing through. Um, and then, you know, lastly, you said, just be yourself. And, and I think that's so big, all three of those points, because that really ties into you know, a lot of your journey and how you've been able to impact, you know, kids and the youth and everyone else that looks up to you. Um, and, and I think it's just truly incredible. So thank you so much, Jose Terrace here for being on our episode number 36 of our podcast and next generation of superstars. Make sure to follow Jose all over social media. Stay tuned for his release on Virtual Stacks next month as he releases his own digital trading card shares. And we're very grateful to have you on this episode, man. Thank you. Thank you.